0: Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today we are talking about Mike McCarthy, who has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the team's Thursday night football game against the Saints, uh, but first and foremost, Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Good. You know, well, I'm not good. I, I, I'm like everybody else. I'm, I'm lethargic coming <laughs> off of the long holiday weekend. Uh, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to uh, dealing with the real world. And, and then to get a face full of your head coach as uh, COVID, uh, first thing on a Monday is uh, it's not the best way to start the week, To say to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, the COVID is just crushing the Cowboys right now. So uh, as we mentioned at the top, Mike McCarthy is going to miss this game, but he's far from the only coach that's going to to miss this one. Um, I know Joe Philbin is still out. He missed the Thursday game against the Raiders. Uh, the assistant offensive line coach, all the strength and conditioning coaches are out um, a pretty big deal. So uh, let's first start with this. how, how how devastating is it going to be for the Cowboys to not have Mike McCarthy, not only for this game, but for the rest of the week, and then, I mean, I just assuming by protocols at least some of next week as well, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, and we we also can't forget Terrence Steele in there too, because I I yeah, I'll save it know. in for the
0: next segment. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about uh, the players on the field. Yeah,
1: but you know, I think I I honestly wonder if you know. Having the assistants miss game day is more impactful than having the head coach. I don't. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of tough. Like when you're talking about dividing up the game day jobs, um, you know, I I, I think it's it's gonna have an impact. Clearly, I mean, I, well, I think it, it
0: had a bigger impact when like Dan Quinn wasn't available to go, right? was early in yeah. the season, right?
1: Yeah, and and I think the thing is, is you have two strong coordinators right so you feel like as long as somebody is just kind of coordinating the team overall and you've got a guy uh, uh that's an assistant head coach in in uh rob i'm is it rob thomas it's not rob thomas right uh, it's, it's rob like, davis, like the, isn't it? rob davis i was i was yeah. like it's not the matchbox singer guy. Oh, it's Rob it, davis. Uh, same voice same name uh, yeah rob davis who, again i don't even know his name because we never talk about him very often and he doesn't really do a ton of x's and o's and it, it sounds like it feels like a lot of his job description is done, um, you know, with relationships with the players in the building, you know, that sort of thing, organizational. So, you know, he might be an actual pretty decent uh, choice for this. Uh, But if they don't want to go that route, I mean, obviously they've got guys like Quinn himself, obviously has head coaching experience. uh, It's tricky though, because like
0: Dan Quinn calls the game from the booth, right? Like he likes to be up there. I don't know if you want to mess with the game day operations and bring him down to the field moore has got enough on his plate with him calling yep. plays. Bones Fossil has enough going on with him running special teams. So, do you use Rob Davis? Do you use somebody else? I mean, the problem is is I honestly think Joe Philbin probably would have been doing this job if he was healthy. Yeah. But Philbin seems not. like
1: the most the, the, the guy that's in the best position simply because he has a strong assistant in Blasco and uh, you know, Blasco and, and so you think that you could, you know, elevate him temporarily to kind of just yeah. serve in that role, but obviously he's out as well. So uh, to me, I, it, it makes sense. You know, Rob Davis is there. He's got the title uh, organizationally. Uh, he seems to be, you know, that's seems to be his kind of his expertise. Mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine, you know, Rob will just be like a vessel for McCarthy throughout the week. Really. The, the interesting part is, you know, the kind of way things are actually run, uh, uh you know in the game and 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 this being a a road game as well uh just kind of all the the little things that we don't think about that a head coach does getting travel Um,
0: ready for the game and telling people when they're going to need to be ready to catch the flight and the meetings and all that stuff it's just it's a weird week it already is a weird week that's that's the the problem right going from thursday to thursday is already a weird week you're out of your normal rhythm and routine and now, not only is your head coach not going to be available, but several assistants. It's just, it's really strange. And it's like, uh, we got to remember it's a COVID year and things are, aren't normal.
1: Cowboys can't seem to catch their footing here. You know, it's like they can't seem to get uh, a, any consistency week to week at this point because of injuries and COVID. You yep. keep thinking ne- next week is going to be the week, right? The Thursday. You're getting Demarcus Lawrence back, and and you've got Cooper back, and Lamb will be back. Uh, But then you turn around and you lose your head coach. You lose your right tackle. You lose several different coaches because of COVID. Uh, And, you know, look, I hate to be like this, but your strength and conditioning coaches are all out. Like, that's not a good sign for there not being more – potential positives in the future, considering now, how many people they interact with.
0: We did see a report from, I believe it was Adam Schefter today that the Cowboys have no additional cases today beyond Mike McCarthy. So they think they've <laughs> maintained Stimmed or the it tide. hasn't spread more, but we don't know, you know, and it's yeah. Um, <laughs> for the people thinking that they're going to move or change this game. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. The saints, have, gonna happen no. yeah, the saints at one point had nine coaches test positive, in a two week stretch and they didn't change their game. So the Cowboys the NFL's made it clear that they're not, Yeah, changing. they're not changing like, games. They're not moving. Yeah. And so. they are not going to move one of these games, especially on prime time with the Cowboys and saints. It's just not going to happen. Um, I want to talk about the Terrence steel uh, stuff as well, because I do think that's important. But before we do that, I should tell you guys about direct TV, direct TV stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together. Like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. All right. So over the weekend, we also learned that Cowboys right tackle Terrence Steele tested positive for COVID. He will not be available in this game. It remains to be a if he's available in week 14 when they take on the Washington football team. Um, it, it's not the biggest loss in the world because you do have Lyle Collins who's healthy, who's ready to play, but it's unfortunate because it seems like Terrence Steele did win this job over Lyle Collins, despite you and I both not really expecting that to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate step back for, for uh, Steele and, uh, again, kind of the way that's trending. I'm, I'm hoping that they're out of the woods there, but it, it's scary that they lost both their offensive line coach, their assistant offensive line coach, and then one of their starters. Uh, and it, that felt like that could have easily snowballed further if they weren't really careful. So uh, it's unfortunate for Steele, like we mentioned, because he had you know made a move to kind of take that starting spot back. Um, uh, yeah, but for the Cowboys overall, I, I mean, this is going to be the first time in. I don't even remember now forever. how long yeah. since Lael, that Leo Collins is going to start um, with Tyron Smith and 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 get like actual uh, some significant snaps here for at least this week and maybe next week depending on how yeah, things it's forever go. Since
0: the last time Tyron Zach Martin Collins have all played together, Those yeah, because we did have it in Week One, but Zach Martin yeah. didn't play. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been a while since tough. we've
1: had the, the yeah. yeah it's been a while since we've had the original lineup and it, it's been such a mix and match throughout the year. Uh, the, the, you know, this is just kind of old hat, unfortunately for the Cowboys, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. The Cowboys are fortunate to have, uh, a, a obviously incredible quality offensive tackle to slide in there. Yeah. Um, but this is a difficult, this is a very difficult defensive line to face. Uh, and, and to be shorthanded in any way is, is not ideal.
0: No. Um, let's talk about some of the other injuries and kind of news and notes that we have from the Cowboys. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. It sounds like the team is at least entertaining the idea of uh, maybe resting him, limiting his touches, sitting him for a a week or two. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I I don't. Cowboys really need to win this game.
1: You know, and uh, it's it's tough because you you partially feel like uh, you would you could sit him and. He would get this these days off, and then a, the 10 days after that, you know, till yeah. the, til the next game. And that would be a nice little rest for the knee going forward. Cause you do need, you, you need Zeke at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like you want right, his yeah. physical presence in there. Um, and you don't want to just move to a Pollard only uh, running back situation. Like when you're making, trying to make a run for the playoffs, because you like the versatility there. And, and, and Pollard does a lot of things that a lot better than Zeke. Uh, but Zeke does a lot of things that that Pollard can't do as well, so they have a, a good combination. I think that, that they're working there. So you definitely want to keep him healthy. Um, but again, like you definitely feel like you need to win this game, and I think that having a strong running a game, uh, running game is going to be helpful uh, this week uh, against the Saints. So I think it's it's difficult, um, but I, I I have to feel like that they need to make. Uh, this may be an opportunity that they're not going to really get again, right? Where if they sit him, he's going to get an a, an exorbitant amount of time off, right? And maybe that's what yeah. you need to kind of get him right to have him finish up, you know, the season a little bit healthier.
0: My thing is I don't think <laughs> – I don't think playing him and giving him 40 snaps and giving him 15 touches like they did last week does anybody good. I really don't. Yeah. Like it's just you're better off letting him get healthy because – Landon, if you watch him in the first two, three weeks of the season compared to what you're seeing yeah. now, it's like two totally different players. Like the, yeah, well, the, he
1: said he got hurt in October, right? Like October 3rd or something like that? Yeah, it's he when said he landed it, on the pylon, right? Yeah, it's like it's it was it been a while that he's been dealing with this now, and which you know it kind of makes sense because if you look yeah. at where he was, like you mentioned the, f- the first few weeks of the season, he's a different player, it looks like, than where he the is. The player
0: probably. that we saw in the first five weeks of the season is somebody that can absolutely change a game. It is just, it's just true. I mean, he was running hard. He was making some incredible jump cuts. He was a weapon in the passing game. The player that we've seen over the last six weeks is actually somebody who's hurting you when they're on the field because he's not making big plays. He doesn't have the athleticism, the beat guys in space. Let him sit. Let him get healthy. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but like – the number one seed is probably out of the question. Now it's just can you avoid being the four seed? And maybe you don't even care if you're the four seed because of the way the Rams looked and the way the Forty Nine ers are starting yeah. to look.
1: Yeah, maybe. Right? So
0: maybe maybe all it should be matter is getting these guys a hundred percent healthy from the playoffs. I think this is a good week to sit Zeke. I will say the only thing that the Cowboys are probably a little hesitant on is in a short week without your head coach with so many guys missing, who takes over the Pollard role? Where Pollard yeah. does your kick return stuff. He's a personal protector on some of your pe- special team stuff. He, he does a lot of other things. Can Corey Clement do that? I, this is where you wish you had one other guy that you felt comfortable You know, playing on offense, playing on special teams. Uh, we shall see. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, do we think he comes back this, this week?
1: It seems that way, right? Like it seems like he's been building towards this. And um I, I mean it feels like now he has definitely gotten, you know, kind of the requisite uh uh time off to kind of hopefully be over this. I I don't know though. I mean, it's like you know, conditioning is gonna be a thing. I think that it sounds like to me that Cooper could, you know, potentially be a guy that we need to be careful thinking that he's gonna be able coming back. So or
0: be I, I mean, not, not play the hundred percent of snaps like he was before. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't be surprised if he's active and he's playing only on key spots, you know? Yeah.
1: Lawrence had a more, uh, kind of, uh, slight incline back into the work. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a slow roll. So I feel like he should be ready to go hopefully. Um, Yeah. But I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly what his workload is coming back right away. Like they, they may still, you know, kind of load balance him as well.
0: Yeah. I I don't think, I mean, it's hard not to make him a starter if he's back, but maybe only give him 20 snaps a game, still let Armstrong and bash him do the heavy lifting and then Parsons on the edge and just kind of work him back in. This is, this is a team with really two really good offensive tackles, both of which who are healthy and playing this week. Um, I don't think you need to overwork him in, you know, early December. I just it's just not needed. Uh, a couple other things: Ceedee Lamb is expected to practice. I believe today uh, yeah. the Cowboys are going to have a practice. We'll see if that actually happens. Uh, Randy Gregory, his practice window has not been activated, which typically means what? Landon, we're at least probably two weeks away for Gregory, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, if his if his if his practice window hasn't been opened yet, I mean, honestly, the practice window. May not necessarily apply. He, you know, he's he may be able it, to be activated and hop right back in, like it, just depending. On the he probably of the injury. could,
0: but we've seen from this coaching staff that they basically want at least one full week of practice before you play in a game. Or actually, really, it does. See, practice, it does. Right? It does seem like that. Yeah, it does seem like that. Um. Because we saw it with Gallup, right? They wanted to make sure when Gallup came back from the scoring injury that he was 100% ready to go. And even the same with Dak. So I, I guess I don't know why we should be expecting anything different. From yeah, any that's true. Yeah. And that's fine. Again, everything should be just trying to get ready for a wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, any other injury stuff that we should mention, or is that just about it?
1: We haven't heard anything about Gallimore for a while, so I'm, I'm starting to wonder how soon we are going to get t- – get him but I, maybe he's on the same timeline that Gregory's on
0: I was uh, at this point. a couple weeks ago I think they said I think Stephen Jones said it's going to be like three or four more weeks for Gallimore we'll yeah. uh, they mentioned that if he was playing on the edge he'd already be back but because he's playing inside with that elbow injury it's a little trickier they want to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate anything so maybe he's a guy that we won't see until the final two or three weeks of the season. If then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things kind of shake out there. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, enough with injuries and depressing stuff. We need to talk about stuff that's not so depressing. And that's the rest of the NFC. Uh, but before <laughs> we do that, uh, tell you guys about BetOnline, the number one spot for all your sports action. Uh, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops. NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar, it's the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors, just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK20 to get 20% off your next order that is lock20 at com. All right, Landon, going into the weekend, there were some people on Twitter and I saw a lot of these comments about the Cowboys are going to be in a, a dogfight for the NFC East with the Eagles coming up and they're Man. playing really well and it's going to be it's going to be really tough for the Cowboys to win this division. Um And then the Eagles laid an egg on Sunday. They scored seven points against the Giants. Uh, Jalen Hurts once again threw for only 129 yards, three interceptions. um, And now the Eagles sit at five and seven. Uh, Are you worried about the NFC East?
1: I'm as worried about the NFC East as I was the previous three weeks when all these people were making up all these storylines about a team that was still below 500, that hadn't played a good quarterback in over a month and a half. Uh, And every single time that anybody tried to make their quarterback that they want to believe in play quarterback, he fails at it. He can't throw over the middle of the field. Say what you want about Daniel Jones, at least Daniel Jones will complete a pass over the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I think Jalen Hurts may develop into a better quarterback. But as of right now, like he's just extremely limited, and, and limited in a way that. You know, honestly, doesn't make you a threat in the playoffs. You know, they they need to have an incredibly solid, and in fact, better than solid, an incredible run game to kind of make that offense really work on any level. Uh, and you know, Miles Sanders, I mean, can't stay healthy. <laughs> he no. can't stay on the field. Uh, and and their offensive line is getting a little bit beat up now. The run game didn't seem as uh, dynamic last uh, against the Giants. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they gave the ball away pretty regularly on just, just, I mean, that's the thing about it is that it's not even just that there's physical limitations. There's things that Jalen hurts does that. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Throwing into double and triple coverage, just, you know, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think we can kind of put a little bit of that to bed a little bit. That's not to say the Cowboys shouldn't, you know, should take the pedal off the gas, but it's, you know, it's kind of silly to try to suggest that the eagles that are or i mean any of the teams yeah. in the east that are going to be a threat to the cowboys
0: you know season goals no the cowboys could lose the next three or four games and they're still probably going to win the nfc east because the eagles already have seven losses so you don't need to really stress it. and the Cowboys have the tiebreaker right now over the eagles um a couple other things did you know that if washington wins tonight against seattle they would be the seventh seed right now in the nfc playoffs I mean that just shows you where we are
1: with the, <laughs> the NFC playoffs, right? It's just total madness. All the good teams uh, have have suddenly been losing games like left and right, uh, and all the teams that we had just, you know, kind of washed our hands of earlier in the season because of all the losses by all the teams above <clears> them are suddenly kind of in the mix. I mean. Seattle shouldn't be involved in any conversations with like playoff football at this point, the way they've played this year, especially the last few weeks. Uh, and and you know, like they are still involved in the conversation, yeah. not too much, but still, they're still there. And, and Washington, you know, Washington at no point should have been involved in this conversation. I mean, they they, they their yeah. season kind of got completely derailed early. Uh, and again, not because of incredible play by Washington, but more just inept play by everyone else in the NFC. Washington is suddenly kind of in the conversation again.
0: Yeah. And if my standings are correct right now, if the playoffs started today, your Atlanta Falcons would be the seventh seed. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what is their point differential for God's sakes? Like, uh, I mean, I'll pull it up. It cannot be very good. Right?
1: It's got be ap- to be like record breaking for, for a team that's even eligible for playoffs because it, it has to be like absolutely. Oh insane. <laughs> minus one Oh three. That's absolutely insane. (laughs) Minus 103, and they're technically in position to be the playoffs if they started today. What is happening right now, guys? Like, that's that's totally crazy. I mean, I mean, really, point differential is in a lot of ways uh, as good an indicator as wins and losses as as to how a team is performing. Uh, And. I mean, that I think is a stronger indicator of where the Atlanta Falcons are. than what's the record? Are they five and six or five and six? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the negative one Oh three point differentials is probably a better indicator of who the Atlanta Falcons are than that five and six record. Oh
0: my gosh. What a disaster. All right, let's, let's restack the rest of the NFC. So, uh, the the cardinals were out or they are on bye in, in in week 12 they're 9 and 2 packers beat the rams they are 9 and 3 buccaneers beat the colts they are 8 and 3 the cowboys are 7 and 4 the cowboys are going to have to do some work here if they want to kind of avoid being that number f- 4 seed however maybe it doesn't matter because we were talking about this whole time you know wanting to avoid the rams i'm starting to wonder if you want to avoid the 49ers I, I, I wonder if that's a a worse matchup for the cowboys than the rams uh, you know, I mean, which, which team do you feel like can run the ball more consistently? Uh, the, the, the 49ers. Without which a doubt. team do you think would do a better job of slowing down the Cowboys' offense?
1: That's a tougher question.
0: You know, because, I mean I think
1: the, the Niners are getting a little bit healthier there. So maybe they might have some guys to come back but they're it's secondary just, still wor- terrible. I really
0: worry about Nick Bosa and some of those other guys on the defensive line and when they get D4 back like can they just rush with their four and drop back guys? I, I don't know.
1: Maybe. Um, but they're but their secondary is still pretty poor.
0: That's tr- um, that's what's so tricky about this. It's yeah, yeah, I agree. And then it's Jimmy Garoppolo on the other, other side, which I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo either but yeah I don't know
1: yeah it's uh honestly I mean it's probably six one half dozen the other at this point just because you've got obviously you've got a much better quarterback with the Rams you know but but at the same time you sure well I mean better (laughs) better on paper let's put it that way right like the problem is is that you know, you get the you get Stafford out there now with uh, what's being described as a chronic bad back, uh, an ankle injury, you know, a series of other injuries. Uh, you've got an offensive coordinator who seemingly kind of just like pulled back the game plan f- from what we saw the last you know the early few weeks with Sean McVay and, and just. I do not... think
0: the, I think the Robert Woods injury is huge for them. Yeah, that's somebody that you trusted to get open to catch
1: every pass. Just as like we, we all said it was, and and frankly, you know, putting o- Odell Beckham Jr. in there is not a replacement for what Robert Woods does, and 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 just because you think that Odell Beckham Jr. may be a more, I mean, how how would I describe this, more talented wide receiver more in dynamic. some ways, Yep, I don't know that he's as uh, he he isn't as a strong a producer as as Robert Woods is. Yep. Robert Woods gets it done, and and Odell Beckham is now on his third team uh because of not living up to the production that sure. that you know warrants what 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 he actually brings to the team. So yeah, I think it's it's not an, an easy uh it's not an easy evaluation trying to figure out between between those two teams who you'd rather play. Uh I, but I I kind of think I'd still rather play the 49ers as of now. Cuz you just never know. Stafford could do something crazy and and you know suddenly make some huge throw. I don't think that I think you know what you're gonna be facing when you face the 49ers. You you know, you just have to be ready for an incredibly diverse run game uh, and a defense that's gonna get after the passer.
0: The NFC is wide open. I mean yep. I mean kind of wide open. I don't I don't think Washington's gonna be able to do anything in the playoffs if they make it, but like the top five, six teams just depends on which day you catch them, right? That's that's really what it feels like. And it feels like that way, especially in the AFC as well with you know Tennessee being so up and down Baltimore trying to lose a million games it's just a it's a really weird year for the NFL right now
1: yeah it's just
0: i mean it, it, you know if you would again if you had told us
1: what, what the standings would be yeah, at the beginning of the season like what they are now it would have been very hard to believe especially like the way it all unfolded oh, like yeah. you had this large group of you know four or five teams at the top of the NFC that just came out like gangbusters and looked like that they were all going to be very difficult to separate. And then suddenly they just all started losing, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it's just made, it's just muddied the waters a lot. We still got a lot of football left. Got a lot so, of
0: football left, right? We've yeah. got, was it, six games left.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's still not, it certainly isn't settled. It's just now now that we're post Thanksgiving, it's kind of appropriate to at least begin to start having these conversations about what. who's the best team in the NFC
0: right now. If you had to pick. Uh, let me rephrase that. In the playoffs, which team do you trust the most?
1: I guess the Packers.
0: I would say the Packers. Yeah, I don't I, know. I know their defense is not very good, but man, their offense is tough to stop too. So I don't know. They all could be beaten. They all, none of these of them teams are, none of these teams are going to be like a seven point favorite in the playoffs. They're just yeah. not going to be. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think any
1: one of these teams can beat any of this. I mean, the only advantage is if if the Packers were somehow to get – I mean, somehow, it's not hard. If the Packers were to somehow to get the number one seed, that would make things difficult for and a And they're lot playing
0: teams. in Lambeau. I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, but I agree. if they're not, then
0: they're just another one of these teams. Just another one of these teams. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Uh, Landon, we, <laughs> busy week. We've got Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to probably answer some questions. We'll have a crossover show maybe on Wednesday. Thursday the Cowboys play – but we'll try to get a, uh, a preview show out early that day uh, so you guys can listen to it all the way up to the game, and then we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. It's a, another crazy week here for the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Make sure you are subscribing, downloading the podcast to the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.